Hi, Katrina. Hi, good to see you. Hello, and welcome to the News Cycle. I'm Katrina Hawes, and I'll be your host for today. It's Monday, December 21st. This week, I interviewed Patty Newfield-Erdman, who is a psychotherapist with a private practice here in Davis. After, we will hear how the youngest members of our education system are adapting to online learning at the elementary level. But first, let's hear Newfield-Erdman's insight on coping with challenging emotions during COVID-19. Can you start by describing your practice and how COVID-19 has impacted your work? And when COVID, the shelter in place happened back in March, that I started to go online uh, doing teletherapy and, you know, how to get used to doing that, you know, it took me a little while and, but it works really well. Being able to see somebody through a screen is, is so important and people continue to do their work and have continued to do the work of tending to themselves during this time. What demographic do you primarily work with? And have you noticed any recent trends specific to a certain demographic that could be linked to the coronavirus? So the demographic that I primarily work with are graduate students and then those who graduated from graduate school and are continuing to work. And I see many others as well. And I think everybody, of course, is being affected by the pandemic and also by the divisions that are occurring in our country and the stress of all of that. We've had a huge election that went through on top of the pandemic. All of that that's happened is affecting all of us. We can feel this out of control feeling and helpless feeling. And so it brings up that real vulnerable, innocent part in each one of us. And then of course, everybody's got their own unique circumstances in terms of the pandemic and the unrest that's going on they've got children, whether they're not able to graduate, you know, saying goodbye to people is difficult. So there's a lot of grief, a lot of loss, a lot of yearning and longing. Really paying attention to all these big emotions and to the body is so important. Yeah. And so you already sort of touched on this, but if there's anything else you'd like to add on what unique challenges have surfaced for your clients due to the pandemic? One of them is is just the sense of anxiety and fear, huge, right? And everybody's feeling that, really acknowledging that, taking, tending to the body and tending to what it means to come off the news, you know, to get a news break or social media, you know, to get a, to take a social media fast or a news break fast, because we're just being flooded with information and this urgency. So I think that's occurring for everybody. And then also it is the loss of these rituals of, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas and birthdays. And, and even for some people, you know, funerals and weddings. And what does it mean to miss out on those or to have it modified? And so, so much disappointment and acknowledging that. So I think it's not unique to the people I see. I think it's a, just a common universal factor, this longing that people are experiencing and this disappointment and this pain. Of course, then the not knowing of what's coming up in the future and the not knowing can be scary. What does it mean to, to feel supported and have allies and internally, externally and resourced for that? So there's a lot of fear. And what do you anticipate the long-term effects of COVID-19 will be on individuals' mental and emotional and social health? I don't know the long-term effects. But what I do wish for is a different future for all of us, where we have a sense of curiosity and compassion for the other. 
and working towards that future for all of us. I do have a dream of what I want to be. I don't know what will happen for those, for all of us. You know, I don't know what will that will look like, but I do know that fundamental changes to our culture, to our society have to change so that there's an, an equitable society in terms of our emotional health, a real shift and change and reckoning with our culture so that that what we had before will not continue so that people feel like they matter. So there's a sense that people do not have to be in such a threatened state in America. So that more and more people feel seen and heard. That's what I'll work for. I don't know what will happen though, but that is what I imagine. And I hope that we continue to work towards that vision. How can community members maintain their overall health during these challenging times? So in terms of tending to our emotional health, it's really important that if you don't have a therapist, you know, or, or a trusted friend that you too can talk to, it's important that you talk. And so you don't hide your feelings. And it's really important at this time to really know that we're all struggling. This is a struggle. We are in this together. And so to speak up and, and not feel shame that these are hard times. So some other ways, of course, are, you know, tending to the body. We, can, we can't think our way into feeling better often. And what does it mean to get out of our, body, our heads and get outside and move, move our bodies, you know, eating healthy food, running, dancing, listening to music. And of course, of course, you know, having others where we feel support and we don't, we're not going to be judged or criticized just for feeling what we're feeling. And then of course, seeking help as well when needed. Well, it's really quite a pleasure and delight to be interviewed by Katrina. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. If you or someone you know are struggling and in need of support, text HELLO in all caps to 741741 to receive support from the crisis text line. In crisis or need to talk? Call the local suicide prevention number at 530-756-5000. These resources are available 24-7. Remember, you are not alone. COVID-19 has greatly altered the learning environment. For young students beginning their time in elementary school, concerns about developing necessary social skills are at the forefront. Mia Croft has the story. The coronavirus has had a significant impact on all Davis students, from those attending UCD to the smallest students just starting their academic careers. Many preschool and kindergarten age students are having to attend school for the first time online. After months of being cooped up in their homes, some children are having a difficult time coping. Susie Carroll is a counselor at Birch Lane Elementary and is seeing the impact of online learning on her students and their families. I've gotten a lot of calls from parents asking, can you just meet with my kid a couple times a week and just talk to my kid? Because they're feeling just completely isolated and lonely and you know for them especially for the younger ones a week feels like several months in preschool and kindergarten the core curriculum is based upon building children's social emotional development 
so children who are just starting school haven't yet had this emotional education to help them understand their feelings. In order to help students and families who are having a hard time with online learning, Carol offers a variety of online services that can be accessed on her class Canvas page. I have another lesson for you today to help you to be the best. It's hard to be a parent and a teacher at the same time. So I've tried to post a lot of resources. I have a, a section on my Canvas page called Parent Resources. And I've posted several videos to help parents learn how to, to coach their kids through difficult or challenging emotions and to navigate some of those situations where they're trying to work. Healthy social development is key in young children, and many believe the social aspect is far more vital than building an academic foundation. Because elementary school involves a lot of repetition of foundational academic skills, preschoolers and kindergartners who experience a learning gap during online learning will retain the essentials in time. Early learning consultant Joyce Lee emphasizes this development. If the child is not okay in their hearts, that's what I always say, right? If they're not okay in their hearts, they're not going to be able to learn now. Despite parental concerns and some obstacles over the past few months, many children are doing exceptionally well in these adverse circumstances. Erka Blosser, mother of a five-year-old kindergartner attending Birch Lane, is very impressed with how her daughter has adjusted. It was so overwhelming for her that she just melted down for about a week. <laughs> And then when we got past that and she kind of got used to like the routine of it and then she became happy to see, you know, the same people on her computer. And I'm so impressed, Actually, you know, it's a whole class of little five-year-olds and they all manage this. They, they can do so much more than you think. A large part of a child's ability to adapt depends on their parents. The resilience and the skills and all of that kind of stuff will come from the adult world around them. So how we do this, how we, you know, how we model all of those things. So they're so, they're so adaptable and like, like they're strong little people, you know, so they can, they can cope with these things, but <laughs> probably better than their parents are coping. <laughs> For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Mia Croft reporting. The news cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Katrina Hawes and Jihan Moon are the producers. Our theme music is by Daniel Ruiz Jimenez. Thank you for listening and happy holidays, Davis.